Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, and Stitcher, and also Double Twist, which is uh, another Android uh, application for those of you. It basically mirrors iTunes. So, yeah, I'm, I mentioned in the past, I'm mentioning it again for those of you out there that may be wondering how you can listen to this phone on an Android device or a BlackBerry device also. Uh, you can download Double Twist. Well, yeah, so close yet so far, this, that, that. Oh, lots of curse words uh, inside there in the middle of that. Oh, man. Mm. Great game, great game, but unfortunately just you have to chalk up another loss and now, well, Arizona's guaranteed to make the playoffs now because even if both teams wind up with, at 11-5, and five, Arizona owns the tiebreaker. That's the worst Arizona could be and the best Minnesota can be. So the Cardinals are officially in the postseason. Congratulations to them. But much to our chagrin, we're 8-5. and five. Still a good record, but, well, <laughs> any hopes for any type of first round by way, way down and out of here. That pretty much started started to die when we lost to the Green Bay Packers about three weeks ago now. Mm, yeah, well, here we are. 23-20 to 20 loss to the Arizona Cardinals, a game that probably could have gone to overtime. In fact, most of us believe it could have. But it is what it is, I suppose. Well, I think the number one topic of today's show is Teddy Bridgewater, without a doubt. A guy that, well, during the course of, of last week was the number one topic as well. A lot of people very worried, confidence shattered in him, including mine a bit. Not not completely, but I was beginning to question a little bit, like, is this guy ever going to get better? Well, yeah, I mean, this is the Teddy Bridgewater we know he can be. When he's aggressive, when he's sharp, uh, he's not perfect and nobody is perfect, but this is the sharp version of Teddy Bridgewater that we saw against Atlanta, we saw against Detroit. Not a not not a whole lot of touchdowns, but he threw for 335 yards in the game. Absolutely fantastic. 70% completion percentage, inaccurate late, but at the same time he's throwing the ball away. Not not he's throwing the ball away for a reason. So if anybody catches it, it's the receiver. Otherwise, yeah, I mean an interception now and you lose the game. So it's situations like that. That's of course going to bring down the accuracy a tiny bit, but at the end of the day, not 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 bad at all. Um, offensive line not. Good, really. I mean, they were good at moments. They were good in the final drive. They were good in some of the effective drives for the Vikings, but inconsistent at best, I would have to say, overall for this uh, for this game. Some really interesting long completions in this game. Not super long, but long enough. I mean, you had a 41-yard uh, play between Bridgewater and Ellison, kind of a catch-and-go type of deal as Ellison continued to power his way forward. Great blocking, all that good stuff. Accurate pass, putting it right where it needed to be in terms of Teddy Bridgewater. 41-yard play, the longest of the whole game. Uh, Pruitt, Mike Hole Pruitt, <laughs> is, he's a nice tight end also. Uh, he made a nice catch as well on a 32-yard pass. Just the sharpest, most aggressive pass, man, by Teddy Bridgewater. He can, he, he can throw a bullet. So for all of us out there that have said he doesn't have a good throwing arm... He, he has a decent throwing arm. I mean, it's good enough. He, he can throw bullets. And that was a great pass to Michael Pruitt on the stretch there in the third quarter. Lots of plays in between. Zach Line, a nice longer play as well. Long, he, he got a couple uh, yards in the yak as well. And that one, yards after catch. You even saw Mike Wallace catch a touchdown, which is like a miracle, and made a 23-yard catch in the game. But <laughs> two of the passes were not caught. Five, targeted five times, three receptions in the game. Jarius Wright, a factor overall in this one. Certainly not perfect, but mostly short passes, but a couple of key uh, receptions down the stretch. Stefan Diggs, unfortunately, and uh, Mr. Bridgewater could not connect in this one. I'm not sure what, what, what happened there, ultimately. Um, just the, for some reason, inaccurate, and of course, some of the plays late in the game, again. Some of them were key plays late in the game that were unable to connect on that final drive. A, a couple there, targeted seven times, only two receptions, ultimately, for Stefan Diggs. Only 12 yards for Stefan Diggs. So that, that's unfortunate. It's just one of those, it is what it is type of deals, I suppose. But in the grand scheme of things, Bridgewater extremely sharp. And it was really nice to see against a very dangerous uh, secondary and aggressive secondary by the Arizona Cardinals. And it's kind of fitting and disappointing at the same time when I said how the Arizona Cardinals are well known for creating turnovers. And that's one of the reasons why their defense is so damn good. And that's why I think they're a legitimate shot at going to the Super Bowl and winning it in 2015. And yes, if the Vikings are not like 
you know, going far in the postseason. I have a rooting interest in Arizona at this stage. There's no San Francisco, and, and I like Arizona. So I'm, I'm not going to cheer for Green Bay. I'm not going to cheer for really much anybody else. I cheer for the New York Giants over the Green Bay Packers any day of the week, of course, and probably against most of the others, except for Arizona. I, I, I like this team. I like Bruce Arians. I hated losing the way we did. But again, to get to the point here, before I get way ahead of myself, is that the... Uh, <laughs> talking about the turnovers and all that good stuff with this defense of Arizona. I was all scared to death, though. Teddy Bridgewater might get goaded into an interception, maybe two in this game, and that, that'll probably be it right there. That'll be the reason why we lose the game. No, we just fumbled three times instead. Isn't that great? Isn't that just the most wonderful thing you ever saw? Just exquisite. Exquisite. Fumble three times. Teddy Bridgewater, Adrian Peterson, and Mr. Jarius Wright also fumbled. After making an important catch, Vikings look like they're going to do something. The next thing you know, guess who has the ball? Arizona. That's great. Arizona has the ball again. That's what cost the Vikings the game here, including the final play of the game, which, yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it it, it almost in a way, in a... In a less dramatic way, and of course, in less less important, even though it was an important game for, well, playoff seeding and all that good stuff, it, it kind of had a little bit of New Orleans Saints in it, a little bit with the, <laughs> luckily, the lack of injuring people, that's helpful, but the turnovers, man, the fumbles, all that, like, a, a very winnable game that you end up not winning, and it's really frustrating. The, the Vikings played so well in this one that they, they I, I feel they should have won this one, woulda, coulda, shoulda, like you'll hear from Malcolm later, as Brent Jacobson uh, returns once again as a call-in, and Malcolm makes his grand return to Purple Mafia. That's going to be great, man. Two calls. Gotta love that. Thank you guys for calling. Maybe even another one will pop in before we get to segment three. We'll see what happens here. Um, ultimately, a game I think the Vikings absolutely should have won, even though they were down by, even though they were down most of the time, it seemed like. But they kept they kept themselves in the game, and then they were in positions to take the lead, and then they really just couldn't do it. That was the frustrating part. One other thing, though, as I continue to bounce and be sloppy. Well, no, I'm not sloppy. I'm just bouncing everywhere because it was that kind of game. It was literally a bouncy type of game. It was all over the place. Um, Adrian Peterson got his way. I mean, he wanted the ball more, and he got the ball more. Getting, <laughs> he got like eight eight carries pretty much in the first quarter. I mean, that was pretty awesome, and he wound up with that nine-yard touchdown. Looked absolutely awesome in doing it, breaking about three tackles kind of slithering his way into the end zone. Absolutely fantastic. His, you know, getting yet another touchdown to rack up his career numbers into the triple digits. Gotta love that with Adrian. Yeah, after the, after Arizona had an early field goal, making it 3-0. Vikings make it 7-3 on that. And then Arizona's offense seemed to kind of take over for a while there as Carson Palmer just literally slithered, or just literally sliced through the Vikings defense like they were tinfoil. Of course, no uh, Anthony Barr, no Harrison Smith, and no Linval Joseph. I'm almost conditioned to that now, which is kind of sad. <laughs> I was conditioned to it. You knew it was coming, yet the Vikings defense played pretty strong against a absolutely dangerous uh, offense in the Arizona Cardinals, but that's not to say that Carson Palmer wasn't incredible in this game. He completed 25 of 35 passes, 310 yards, completion percentage 72, two touchdowns, no turnovers, quarterback rating 117.6. As great as Teddy Bridgewater played, Carson Palmer was even better, but that shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, Palmer's an established player. He's a multi-Pro Bowl quarterback. He'll be there again this year, and he's got 31 touchdown passes, only nine interceptions on the season, and he did eclipse. He did eclipse, like I was afraid of. He eclipsed the 4,000 passing yards mark already with three games remaining in the season. Palmer may be on his way to a 40-touchdown season in and 4,500 yards plus, maybe 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 even more than that, so maybe even 5,000. Just amazing, an, an amazing quarterback Carson Palmer is this season, like he was at Cincinnati before the uh, ACL injury, and um, it's weird how this, this time, after Carson Palmer had an ACL injury, he went from being a decent quarterback to being great again, where last time he went from being great to being decent and inconsistent for years and years and years with Cincinnati for the longest time, then he went to Oakland and then wound up uh, in Arizona, which is the oasis, man. I mean, everybody that goes to Arizona, they get younger and better, it seems like. <laughs> Emmett Smith went there, got younger and better. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal in the NBA. Grand Hill. Steve Nash lasted forever there. Went, went to Lakers, just died right away. Uh, Grand Hill went to the Clippers, died right away. Shaquille O'Neal went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, looked like he put on about 30 pounds. So it's stuff like that. It, it seems like no matter what sport you play, you go to Arizona, you get younger and better. 
and, and and it's just amazing. I mean, even Edwin James went to Arizona. He played so well. So, gotta love that. Slightly off track, but not really when you consider Carson Palmer, how amazing he's been this season. And, I mean, Dwight Freeney, well, he doesn't, he didn't play all that much, but he was a factor. <laughs> he's a factor, all right, the former Indianapolis Colt. It's kind of, it's, that's kind of the story of the Arizona Cardinals in a lot of ways. Lots of veterans and then some young super talent in that secondary as well. Honey Badger kind of had his way. He, he was always getting to Teddy Bridgewater during the course of the game. Extremely frustrating in that sense. The pass protection was better than the Seattle game, but how could it not be better than that one? I mean, that was the worst pass protection you ever saw, but ultimately it didn't hold up when it needed to. That was the crappy part. Uh, Arizona continued to build a lead, even though, I mean, after Blair Walsh tied the game up, luckily, making it 10-10, to but then Arizona kind of slowly built the lead during the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter as well. Making it getting into a twenty to ten lead. Look like this is it. Arizona's gonna be gonna be taking over this one now and it's gonna be over. Maybe maybe it'll be like twenty seven to twenty ish, like I was saying, or, or seventeen or something like that. Uh, but ultimately then the Vikings defense kinda clammed up a bit. That was really awesome. Uh, Blair Walsh was able to make a fifty four yarder. Sure it's indoors, but hey, we'll take it any day of the week. Fifty four yard field goal for Blair Walsh, which you know, that's kinda haunting. You kinda wish you could have seen that again. Uh, Vikings offense very sharp though during that fourth quarter not messing around at all and the Vikings defense sharp as well Teddy Bridgewater finally finding Mike Wallace for a touchdown I believe only a second TD of the season <laughs> tying the game up with five minutes remaining of course a trillion a trillion minutes too many for Arizona though with that type of offense five minutes remaining yep only two touchdowns from Mike Wallace on the season ever he had one pretty early in the year hmm oh man but yeah that was the that was the situation there. Arizona carving through the Vikings, and you kind of you kind of saw it coming, but then all of a sudden, after all that, Arizona started running into some penalties, pass interference, and the Vikings defense started to stand strong, and they couldn't, uh, uh, Arizona could not complete a pass. They looked like they had things going, they just could not bring the ball in, and then Chandler Cantazero was able to nail a 47-yarder. With a minute 28 remaining, Arizona managed to run the clock down quite a bit. The Vikings only had one timeout left, but it looked like they had something cooking. It, it really did. <laughs> it looked like the Vikings did have something cooking. Some nice passes down the stretch. Kyle Rudolph making a couple of big plays, but they weren't that far. And, and that was the frustrating part, and, cl- and time was coming off the clock. Jarius Wright and Kyle Rudolph making key catches down the stretch there. And then they couldn't, uh, Adrian, or Adrian, what am I talking about? Uh, Teddy could not complete a pass to Stefan Diggs for his life in that final drive, try as he might, and the clock just kept ticking. And that was the unfortunate part. We had to use a timeout along the way as one of the uh, Kyle Rudolph receptions was in bounds. He just could not get out of bounds. That was disappointing, unfortunately, so our only timeout was gone. Mm. And then ultimately, it was a third down. The Vikings were in. We're in decent field goal range, about a 47-yard attempt. Certainly no guarantee. Blair Walsh is, is inconsistent, but he's more than capable of making it as well. And it's indoors, so you hope and pray for the best there. <sighs> the clock was all the way down to 13 seconds. I'm thinking we should probably kick it here, I think. But, I don't know, maybe maybe get one shot at the end zone. Sure, why not? Why not give a one shot at the end zone? And the next thing you know, Bridgewater is getting strip-sacked, and that's it. Regardless, if you even if he was sacked, the odds of the Vikings getting the offense set and spiking the ball in time to kick the field goal were, were very, very limited. It was it's possible, but almost impossible. But the fact that Arizona had recovered the ball, that was it. Um, Matt Khalil again, just getting just getting schooled by Dwight Freeney. I mean, no no problem. Dwight Freeney only two sacks on the year because he gets minimal playing time. But when he's in there, he's effective. He's he's still very effective. Uh, Arizona with three sacks overall in the day. Tony Jefferson and Cullis Campbell also adding sacks in the game for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, man. Mm, that was a heartbreaker, without a doubt. Matt Khalil definitely under fire yet again. Norv Turner under fire for some of the conservative uh, offense, maybe some of the shorter passes that they, they could have maybe gotten something a little bit deeper along the way there, eating up way too much clock. Too little time for Teddy. <laughs> we like to say too much time for Teddy. I think there was too little time for Teddy. Uh, to give the offensive line a little bit of credit, though, they did well until that play, and that was the disappointing part. They did well on that drive. They weren't certainly weren't perfect during the whole game, and the fumbles at key times by Adrian, uh, Teddy, and 
Mr. Jarius Wright, one of my favorite players on the team. Uh, just that's the main reason we lost, even though you could blame the offensive line for that play. I mean, you turn the ball over three times, you're probably not going to win the game. And that was my biggest fear coming into this one is the turnovers. Arizona's got the great offense, but the Vikings defense hopefully will be able to hold up. And they did. They held up. They, they were able to hold together despite missing three massive pieces, yet we still don't win the game because the gall dang turnovers. And Tyron Matthew was having his way pretty much most of the way. Now, he got a, a trillion tackles in the game because, of course, receivers were catching the ball. Give him credit there. Mike Wallace, guys like that were making catches on Tyron Matthew, and that's helpful. He made a couple catches in the game. He's finally becoming a little more of a factor out there. <laughs> Thank God for that. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. Um... That was the heartbreaker in this one. Uh, Daniil Hunter looks like a developing defensive lineman for this team. He was a third-round pick just this past uh, spring, I guess. Now you could, yeah, yeah, back in the back in May. Daniil Hunter, third-round pick, another sack, just like last week. He, he he's getting better and better, and he did a really nice job in the uh, in the stead of Mr. Linval Joseph. I really was impressed with that. Everson Griffin wound up with one sack in the game as well. A little little bit of pass rush in Arizona, but certainly not enough. Uh, guys like Xavier Rhodes. Stood really strong in this game. Anthony Harris looks really nice. It's like, who is this guy? Undrafted free agent. Um, that way the Vikings were picked up in the offseason. Not bad. Got some playing time when he needed to. <laughs> yeah, and then you had uh, you had uh, Trey Waynes out there. He was decent. Nothing special. He was, he was all right. He wound up with five tackles, but that's because the receivers caught the ball. He deflected one pass, which is nice. Terrence Newman was awesome. I mean, I'll, I I love Terrence Newman. They moved him to safety for a necessity of, obviously, who would you rather have out there, Robert Blanton or Terrence Newman? Because if Robert Blanton's out there, I think the Vikings are done. I think I think Carson Palmer throws for 400 t- uh, yards and three or four touchdowns. I think it's just, I think they have a field day with the Vikings. No offense to Robert Blanton. I just think that Terrence Newman's the better guy, and he did a hell of a job at safety out there. With, with, without a doubt. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, though, defensively, one of the players of the game. I mean, he, lots of pass deflections. He got snake bit on some lame pass interference calls along the way, holding, whatever it was. Hated that. But still, very, very awesome game. Three pass deflections. I mean, how, how many times do you see that in one game? I mean, pretty rare. Rhodes closed, without a doubt. Xavier Rhodes, absolutely fantastic. And, an, and a definite candidate for the Fran Tarkinen Award. Anthony Harris, also just Really, really good game. He got beat a little bit, but I, I thought he was fantastic out there, and most people out, most people would agree, without a doubt. Chad Greenway, awesome in the game as well. Did a, did a great job. I mean, he basically had to replace Anthony Barr out there, and he, he did a wonderful job of it. Eric Hendricks as well. Big factors for the Minnesota Vikings against the run and, and, and all of that. Strong game. I mean, David Johnson... Not even Chris Johnson, but David Johnson, the other one, <laughs> wound up with 92 yards in the game. So he he was good for the for the Arizona Cardinals. Adrian Peterson with 69 yards, and you look at the running game. Started strong, didn't finish strong, and of course had the fumble, like I've said about six times now. David Johnson was better than Adrian Peterson. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Adrian started strong, but didn't finish strong. That pretty much sums it up, and Teddy was, was strong the whole game, I thought. Really, really impressed with Teddy Bridgewater. Really hope he can continue to develop and headed to the, uh, the the right direction that he appears to be heading once again. Congratulations to Mike Zimmer as well, getting this team ready to play after such a devastating loss to Seattle. Looked like the Vikings were dead in the water pretty much after that game. To go and just such a short such a short break to Arizona. <laughs> Man, to Phoenix, Arizona. Unbelievable. Great job by the Minnesota Vikings and, and of course, the coaching staff in this one. Norv Turner was under fire during most of the week, but the offense looked significantly better this time around. A little bit more creative as well, so not bad. Uh, I have nothing really to say poorly about that. The decision to go for uh, to, to try to to try to gun for the end zone for one for, to take one final shot at the end zone. Um, I'm kind of neutral on it. It's like okay, sure, we, we we might have won the game on the road. You're probably safer, obviously, in in a sense of. Going into overtime on the road, I don't know. It seems like the it seems like we always lose on the road in a situation like that, a, a night game against a good team like that. I don't know. I I don't know about our chances, but maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get it done. Uh, maybe I don't know though. I, I I didn't feel all too confident in that. I was hoping the Vikings would be able to carve out a touchdown on that drive. It's unfortunate it had to come to what it did. I mean, way way deep, like in the in the thirty yards range, to have to try to force your way into the end zone, but. It was what it was, man, and man, the offense, uh, 
the offensive line, particularly Matt Khalil, did not do his job on that final play, and 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 that was a big heartbreaker ultimately. So that pretty much sums things up from that sense. A good game, a moral victory, which I hate to even say. It was a moral victory in that sense. It does show that this team still is very capable of making the postseason and making things interesting when they get there. The the, the positive feeling you come out of this one is, well, you, you never know. Once you make the playoffs, you never know. The, the New York Giants are the ultimate example of that. The Arizona Cardinals of 2008 are another example of that. They won a uh, they won a pretty poor division back in 2008. They were only nine and seven, and they went all the way, and they lost the Super Bowl because they couldn't stop Ben Roethlisberger on the final play of the game. Was it Santonio Holmes? Roethlisberger and Santonio Holmes just it was just one click after another. Arizona could not make the key stops in that Super Bowl. Otherwise, they would have won that game, and they would have been world champions with Kurt Warner and an amazing offense. But in, in a lot of ways, I think this Arizona team could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I really do. Because clearly they're like they're like a better version of the 2008 Arizona Cardinals that won the NFC Championship game. For one, they have a better coach who is way who is way more defensive minded than Ken Wisenhut. Two, <laughs> well, you compare Carson Palmer and Kurt Warner right now. Carson Palmer might not have as quick of a release as Kurt Warner, but nobody does. But at the same time, Carson Palmer, like Kurt Warner, is having a massive resurgence and is playing awesome football for Arizona. There you go. You have a decent running game. In fact, probably a better running game than the 2008 Cardinals had. Larry Fitzgerald is significantly older now, but he's still, he's, he's, he's having a resurgent year as well. I mean, he's, he's over like 1,100 yards already, having an amazing season. But then you have a defense, which is young and experienced, forces turnovers, is absolutely fantastic. Ultimately, they this this defense could win the championship just like the uh, New Orleans Saints did back in 2009. I don't like to bring up that memory at all, but at the same time, they force turnovers and they get key sacks at key times. They make big plays when they need to without injuring people and without being cheap and all that crap. Really impressed with the Arizona Cardinals, and I think they can win the Super Bowl. Will they? Who knows? If they run into the New England Patriots, they're going to have a hell of a time, but it's possible. Carolina Panthers will give them a hell of a time, but it's but it's very possible. I think they're more likely to beat Carolina than than uh, New England, but who knows? Any, anything can happen. I'm not coming on here rooting and, and kissing up to the Cardinals or anything necessarily, especially after we just played them and lost the way we did. Now, pissed off, a lot of us have a right to be at this point in time, but hey, at least we come out of this not feeling like they, they flat out cheated us and they injured our players. Like like other games in the in the past, like the <laughs> St. Louis Rams, like nearly got Teddy Bridgewater killed with the same defensive coordinator that those evil Saints had. So there you go. I mean, that that's about it right there. That should wrap this up. Fran Tark did an award. I'm going to give it to Teddy Bridgewater with a strong honorable mention to Xavier Rhodes. In fact, it might even be a co uh, uh, Fran Tark did an award. But I'll ultimately give it to Teddy Bridgewater for very quickly quieting the doubters out there and. Uh, and I, I don't blame people for doubting him a bit, but very good, very impressive, very sharp throwing, very zip, uh, very good zip on the ball from Teddy Bridgewater. The Christian Ponder Memorial, I, I got to give it to Matt Khalil. I mean that that killed us, and of course he's 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 always kind of inconsistent. He he's he's really good when he's on, but he he just he he just seems to lose his man at the key times. This isn't the first time he's done it. He's done it like a million times already during the course of the season. I got to give it to Matt Khalil. I'm sorry. I, there's no one else I really need to give it to at this point, and I think a lot of you would agree with it. So Christian Potter, Matt Khalil, uh, Fran Tarkenton Award, Teddy Bridgewater with a strong honorable mention to Xavier Rhodes. There you go. That'll be the end of this segment. It's time for the NFL roundup. And, of course, the NFC North roundup, actually, which is more the emphasis of segment number two. And previewing the Chicago Bears and what I believe will be a three, three-step three run to the playoffs for the Minnesota Vikings. At least two steps <laughs> to get to ten wins. I think very, very possible. And then, hopefully, we get to 11-5 and five with a wonderful win in Green Bay. But we'll talk about that in segment number two. Be back after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping 
and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. are back on Purple Mafia, segment number two, my favorite segment, because it's the NFC North Roundup and NFL Roundup, really love doing this, a lot of fun, and we get to preview the Chicago Bears coming up for next week, which, well, you know, we'll get to that in a second, (laughs) yep, the importance of that game, well, the New England Patriots are back in business, Gronkowski's back, the Patriots are back, everything is right with the Patriots, anyway, (laughs) fantastic win for them, 27-6 over the Houston Texans, who looked, like, who looked like they're going to win the AFC South, and, well, they still might at 6-7 and seven. Indianapolis. We'll talk about that in a second as well. Yeah. What the? Wow. <laughs> yeah. 27-6 uh, to six victory for the New England Patriots. They're sharp, they're back, they're ready to roll, and they're the number one seed in the AFC because the Denver Broncos could not beat the Oakland Raiders. Cool. <laughs> I like it. Go Raiders, even though, unfortunately, they're not going to catch up to the Broncos. They're only 6-7, and seven, but maybe they'll have an outside chance at the wild card. Yeah, but maybe not either. Uh, quite unfortunate on that side of things. Ultimately, Denver, yep, yeah, they lost 15-12 to 12 in a defensive battle against the Oakland Raiders. That's kind of surprising. You don't really expect to see that from Oakland. You might expect to see that from Denver. But, well, Broncos offense just sputtered and struggled, and that's pretty much it. So, well, oh, Carolina Panthers, 38-0 to over the Atlanta Falcons. Man, I'm getting sick of them now. <laughs> They're 13-0. You know, I kind of I like the Panthers and all that. You know, I, I kind of like them. I'm, I'm cool with them and everything, but now I'm getting sick of it. 13-0, starting to remind me of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, no, not quite that bad. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, all of you guys, you just love the Warriors, don't you? Mm. Well, listen to that on Timberwolves Explosion. Oh, wow, Carolina 13-0. I, I guess, I mean, I guess if Seattle can win the Super Bowl from the crappy franchise they were, I suppose Carolina can too. I mean, I guess. I'm, I'm not I, I'm not on the bandwagon, but at the same time, I mean, I guess. I'd, I'd rather see the Patriots win than, than them. I'd much rather see the Vikings win than anybody, of course, if you hadn't guessed that. Hey, Vince Germano, buddy, there you go. Taking care of those San Francisco 49ers in Cleveland, Ohio. 24-10 Cleveland Browns win their third game of the year. I'm glad, though. Don't you want to get that number one pick, though? Don't you? <laughs> and I'm not making fun of them. I, I mean, I like the Browns in terms of, uh, you know, it's the Cleveland Browns, man. I mean, they, they were fun to cheer for back in the 80s and early 90s, and then they moved to Baltimore and became a pretty proud franchise there in uh, in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. But, hmm. All right, New Orleans Saints. I guess Tampa's done. I mean, I guess they could not. They could not hold off the New Orleans Saints. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose 24-17 to to the New Orleans Saints. So I guess the sixth spot is... I guess the Vikings are in good standing now. I mean, I suppose after these, uh, after this weekend, it doesn't look good for the rest of the teams right now, except for maybe maybe one. But, mm, ah, they're, they're more likely to win that division if they're going to make the playoffs. We'll talk about them very shortly. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers taking care of Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's beginning. Cincinnati's going to lose in the first round again, aren't they? Uh-huh. I, I, I think so, unfortunately. I'd love to see them get to the second round or third round at least, just for the sake of getting out of that first round. Since they have not gotten out of the first round since 1988. I know I've said that 700,000 times, but there it is again. Yep. I mean, I, 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 I could just imagine they're thinking what a lot of Viking fans think when they lose a game like that. It's like Pittsburgh's kind of the Packers of that division, even though you might even be able to say Baltimore is. But nah, it's the Steelers. They're much older and they're more annoying, in my opinion. I don't like them very much, but gotta admit, as much as I don't like him, Ben Roethlisberger is really, he's, he's having a hell of a career, man. And he's, he's really having a hell of a season, despite the fact he's been dinged up a bit. Mm-mm-mm. Well, nope, I almost I almost got way ahead of myself. That's the final game to talk about. Buffalo, Philadelphia, the Eagles, I guess they're back in it again. 23-20, to 20, they're back in this thing. And the NFC, uh, the NFC East is, well, it's not quite theirs for the taking yet, but they're 6-7, and seven, as are the Redskins. We'll talk about that in the last game against Chicago there. 
Tennessee and the New York Jets, whatever. 30-8, to eight, really not much to say there. The Jets are solidifying a playoff berth over there. <laughs> uh, Kansas City beating San Diego, another whatever. But I guess the Chiefs solidifying their playoff stance. Ah, Seattle. Yuck. Seattle, 35-6. to six. Yuck. Yuck over Baltimore. Absolute yuck in Baltimore. No. Please, God, no. Please tell me it's not happening. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? 35-6. to six. And the, what they did here and what they did the week before that. Oh, please, God, tell me it's not going to happen. Okay, well, here we go. Here's, a, here's an urban legend for you. Urban legend. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Indianapolis Colts, they're this, they're this team, right, that's trying to win the... Uh, the uh, AFC South, you know, they're they're not that good. They're not really well coached, but they're they're decent. I thought Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I mean, my eyes just popped out of my head, and my mouth hit the floor. You know, like Roger Rabbit. You know what I mean? That that type of look. That type of look. Fifty-one to sixteen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they're both in the AFC South. Well, uh, you know, Philadelphia's back in the playoff hunt. Heck, Detroit almost got back in the playoff hunt until they pretty much uh, shoveled themselves six feet under the last two weeks, unfortunately, for them. Unfortunately for them. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, I I, I guess. I, I, I guess. it's <laughs> 50, They're back in it, kind of. They're kind of back in it. As much as back in it as Jacksonville can be because they've won four games for the first time in, like, you know, a while. No, I'm kidding. They don't really win that many games, though, do they? Mm. Well, they're they're back in it, man. I, I, oh, oh. <laughs> Go Jacksonville, I suppose. I mean, there it is. Okay, enough of that. Green Bay over Dallas, 28-7, to whatever. Green Bay just kind of outclassed a Dallas team that wasn't really... They're just not equipped to compete anymore, unfortunately for them. We're not going to see a, uh, that awesome second round matchup we saw last year, man. That, that was a great, that was a great game. Tony Romo can't stay healthy, and unfortunately, he couldn't get the job done when he was healthy this year. Except really early, the, the Cowboys looked promising early. But further proof, as promising as your season looks, the next yeah next year is never guaranteed, never ever. And Dallas is proof of that. The 2010 Vikings are further proof of that. 99 Vikings versus 98. Your team's never the same. If you're having a great season, you really better hope and pray you can get it this this year. And um, yeah, that's just that's just a fact. I'm so tired of Green Bay. Uh, could it be Green Bay and Seattle all over again? Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to see Carolina either that much, but I guess I'll cheer for them over Seattle or Green Bay any day of the week. Okay, let's get to the NFC. Uh, the, let's wrap up the NFC North. Uh, let's try try to. St. Louis over Detroit. Oh, goody. So the Rams, the, the Rams win another game, but it's getting to be kind of meaningless now. Both Detroit and St. Louis are done. 21-14. St. Louis defeats the Detroit Lions. Lions just can't seem to get it done. And that's just all there is to it. They're just the classic Lions. Mm. So that's pretty much it. They're 4-9. St. Louis is 5-8. and eight. They're kind of, sort of still alive. No, no, they're not. I don't think anybody's going to catch... Uh, anybody's going to catch up at this point. The only team that's not going to have a good record that's going to make the playoffs will be the uh, NFC East champion because at minimum they'll have lost seven games on the season. I don't really want to say much about the Detroit game. It was nothing special. They're just they're just good enough to win the game, I suppose. Um, the important one in this review, you could say, is uh, Washington and Chicago. Yeah. The Bears could not win the game at home. Just could not get it done, unfortunately for them. 24-21. to 21. This pretty much shovels the dirt on the on the Bears as well. Bears and the uh, the Bears were five and six. Remember the Lions just recently were were they four and six? Very recently. Now they're done. Uh, actually, they were even like five and six ish, and uh, they're done now. So that's the end of Detroit. Not five. They were four and six. Very recently they were they were still in it. Detroit was, and then they lost two games in a row. Chicago lost two games in a row. That's it. Redskins still a very legitimate chance to win that NFC East with say with a six and seven record. They just. Got it done. They ended up taking a 14 nothing lead in the game. It was the local game here at noon instead of Minnesota because Minnesota was not around and Green Bay was, you know, the 3 o'clock game. <laughs> Jay Cutler, well, he represented a little bit. He was okay, but not good enough. I mean, Kirk Cousins was better. <laughs> uh, well, then again, I guess they both did well, but Cousins was more accurate. Uh, Cousins had an interception. That's what hurt his uh, quarterback rating a little bit. Both of them played fairly well, but both of them had a key turnover in the game. Cutler with a fumble. That kind of killed the Chicago Bears' chances. And that's our opponent next week. 
We know who the Chicago Bears are, obviously. <laughs> obviously, Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, this and that. Well coached, I think. Alshon Jeffries, very dangerous. Zach Miller's dangerous. He still have Eddie Royal, but uh, I don't know. He can be a dangerous once in a while, but very rarely, though conveniently against us, maybe he might show up to play. Um, the Bears, they're, they're an enigma. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think they're a team that can play in this league, but at the same time, they don't show up when they need to. And this game's going to be in TCF Bank Stadium, not in Soldier Field. The history for the Minnesota Vikings versus the Bears in Minneapolis is a lot better than it is in Chicago, as you might have guessed. It's usually a split between these two teams, and the fact that the Vikings won in Chicago for the first time since 2007, when Adrian had a really wonderful uh, Soldier Field debut, I think the Bears' uh, chances of winning in Minnesota are pretty low. It's kind of a semi-must-win for the Minnesota Vikings, and the way I look at it, when you look at the remaining schedule for Minnesota... This is a absolute must-win game, I mean, to ensure a playoff berth. Um, if you're going to win 10 games, Vikings need to beat Chicago and New York at minimum and then hope for something wonderful to happen in Green Bay and Lambeau Field on the final game of the season. That's kind of classic, kind of cool. Maybe the Vikings and Packers will be tied. That would be awesome. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that in any way. But this is a game you have to win. Cutler's playing better this year. The Bears are, again, like I said, well-coached, but I don't think the Bears are going to come into Minnesota and win this one. I think they're kind of on the snide a bit, and the Vikings clearly are, well, they're serious about making the playoffs. After they get there, it's kind of up to them. I mean, hot just how serious they are about contending and getting upsetting somebody on the road when it comes to, be, comes to being not only the first round, but second and, and beyond. That's what the Vikings are going to have to do. They're going to have to be road warriors, and they've been a better road team this season. But again, getting way ahead of myself of that one. Uh, the Bears, to me, they're not really road warriors. And if, if, Whenever the Bears win in Minnesota, it's because we're having a horrible season. And <laughs> that's kind of the way I look at it. I mean, the Vikings' momentum coming off the Arizona game, if they can if they can kind of pick up where they left off at all from the Arizona game, the Bears should, or the Vikings should have one of their better games of the season, I think, against Chicago. I think they're frustrated. They're reeling. Uh, losing to Washington kind of killed them. And obviously, Washington was playing for their division championship. I mean, they, they want to get back in the postseason again, do the Redskins. The Bears, they're just not ready to make the playoffs. So watch out next year. Don't, uh, don't be surprised if John Fox gets them into uh, playoff contention to at least try to attempt to get to second place next year. If, if not further, it's kind of up to them there, obviously. Uh, but this is a very winnable game for the Vikings. They played well against the Bears earlier this season in Chicago. It was a very fun game. It was close, but the Vikings got the job done when it mattered. I think this one will be a more comfortable victory for Minnesota. Adrian Peterson is going to get the job done on the ground this time. You're going to see a better game. Even though he started well against Arizona, he didn't finish well. Bridgewater is going to have a good game here. And if he doesn't, I'm going to be pissed off. Because you got to put together Bridgewater, Bridgie, whatever I like to call him, has got to put together uh, consecutive good games here. He's he's not been able to do that uh, most of this season. That's why a lot of people say he's regressed. Uh, Put it this way, if the Vikings lose to Chicago and Bridgewater has a crappy game, hmm, talk about shattered confidence. I was saying the my confidence in this team was shattered when they got crushed by Seattle. Maybe Seattle's just kind of on a mission right now, and I hope it doesn't go all the way. I really hope their mission doesn't go doesn't go where they really want it. But uh, Seattle was a freight train, and there was nothing the Vikings apparently could do about it, even though you'd like to believe they could. Uh, and the Vikings were were kind of on a mission last last Thursday here, just recently uh, against Arizona. I think the Vikings will win this game get them one step closer to the postseason, get their ninth victory on the year. I think the Vikings scored 31 points in this game, and the Bears only wind up with 17. I'm, I'm predicting a pretty comfortable victory for the Vikings, a two-touchdown win. And it's not because I'm cocky. It's not because I think the Bears suck. I just think these teams are going in two different directions right now. It's like a stock. Sometimes, you know, this, this side goes up, this side goes down. That's kind of what's going on at this point in time. And again, if the Vikings lose this game, they're not going into no playoffs. They don't deserve it. And if they sneak in in the first round, whatever. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, miracle teams like the New York Giants have done it like that by sneaking in like that at the last second. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't really get the vibe that if this team loses to Chicago, that they're on the verge of anything in the in the in, in any type of postseason. But 
They take care of Chicago, New York. Who knows? They have every right to make some type of upset and make things very interesting come January. So I, I am predicting a 31-17 type of game. I will predict Teddy Bridgewater will have a have a second consecutive game. I'm predicting 200-ish yards, not 300, though I would love to see a 300-yard game. I do see Adrian Peterson reaching the century mark. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Bridgewater's numbers won't be as high. I think the Vikings will get a comfortable lead at, at some point in the game, possibly even a a turnover or, a, or even a miracle special teams touchdown again <laughs> from Cheryl's or uh, Cordell Patterson. But uh, it's not a miracle, but you get the idea. They're, they're, special teams touchdowns aren't that common. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be mostly because I think the Vikings are going to focus on the running game early and then Bridgewater will kind of pick it up. You'll have a couple of good uh, drives and then it'll be all running game after that when the Vikings build a comfortable lead. You'll see Adrian and Asiata and Jarek McKinnon We'll, we'll have a we'll, we'll, we'll see some touches in this one, including maybe a reception or two along the way. Look to see Stefan Diggs be a focus. Actually, see, I think it's going to be it's going to be established the run super early, and then you're going to see a passing game kind of taking over uh, late in the first quarter, into the second, early third. I, I think that's what's going to happen. And look to see Stefan Diggs have a huge game in this one. Uh, I, I do believe that he'll he'll uh, possibly. Uh, scratch the surface of the century mark, and he will score a touchdown in this game. I can see Stephen Diggs really picking up after last week's frustrating uh, showing. It was a, it was a combination of just a situation that was going on last week where they were passes that were thrown away, or they were thrown in areas where only hopefully he can catch it and nobody else can catch it. That's why he was targeted seven times and only made two catches out of it. But, yeah, I, I, I got to think that uh, Stefan Diggs will have a nice return this week, return to prominence, and <laughs> looking to have a nice uh, finish to the season the next couple of weeks. I would not be surprised to see that. Uh, Adrian Peterson will reach the century mark, probably will get in the end zone, and Stefan Diggs will have a touchdown reception. That's about all I can predict in the scoring necessarily at this one. But look for, look for a fun, entertaining brand of football against Chicago. It'll restore everybody's confidence, hopefully not for getting them dashed next week against the Giants or Green Bay or whatever the heck it's going to be. But it'll it'll restore people's confidence, it'll restore the team's confidence, and nearly, nearly cement this team's position in the postseason come January. So with that, we're going to hear calls from Brent Jacobson and Malcolm McSween makes his return for the, uh, for the first time in about a year, I think, since he called. It might even be longer. So here they are right after this break. Yeah, message for Purple Mafia. A little bit under the weather, Brent Jacobs and Colin. Uh, initial thoughts on the game. Dang, so close yet. We lost. You know, we played a hell of a game. Khalil got beat by an all-time great there with Fernie. Hell, the best offensive line that best left tackle on the planet this has been beaten by Fergie. You know, we've had a hell of a game. we got two winnables coming up with the Giants and the Bears. Bears get time to lift the wounds, you know. Let's, let's just build from it, kick some butt, and enjoy the season. Sorry for the Mike Tice reference, but uh, I'm sure y'all wanted to forget Mike Tice, but hey. Anyways, he's on the Chicago. Let's go, Vikes. Sorry, Joey. And I thank you for that call, Brent. Really appreciate you always being a part of this show. It's awesome. Uh, can't disagree with anything you really had to say there. Uh, it was a fun little game, kind of a... Uh, Hoping for the best, no cigar at the end of the day. One of those type of deals, <laughs> ultimately, when it came to the Vikings and hope to lick our wounds versus the Bears. That pretty much sums it up there. And obviously, the Dwight Freeney, yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of sacks on the season, but I guess he got got him when he needed to. That One of those type of deals. That's just kind of how it goes when it comes to Dwight Freeney and Matt Khalil and all that. But I do think Matt, I do think Dwight caught Matt Castle, uh, Matt Castle, Matt Khalil sleeping a bit on that one, unfortunately. That's where my frustration comes in. On that one, and I'm still giving him that that uh, I'm still giving him that Christian Potter Memorial, damn it, because I'm a mean guy, aren't I? So 
Now we get to hear from Malcolm out of California. Hey, Joy, this is Malcolm. Uh, long time no call in. Sorry about that. But um, after Thursday night game against Arizona, I'd say our defense showed a lot of resilience. I mean, nobody gave us a chance in this one. And uh, we looked pretty good. It was pretty much our offense in Arizona territory. We turned over three times, which those are the games I hate to see those kind of shoulda, woulda, couldas, and we've had plenty of those. Um, but other than that, uh, Jarius Wright fumbling the ball, yeah, that happens. But uh, North Turner getting too cute with the Adrian Peterson reverse to Mike Wallace, I just don't like those kind of plays. They either end up negative yards or, at worst, what happened tonight. And, yeah, Adrian should just hold on to that ball when he's getting tackled, but I I don't like those plays. I don't know why. But, okay, moving on. Um, at the end of the game there, uh, I kind of put that on Norv and the coaches as well. I mean, you don't call up a play for Teddy to sit back there and either take a sack or, at worst, a sack fumble, which happened when you're in field goal range to tie the game against a 10-2 and team and pretty much stamp your way to the playoffs. you got to play conservative. got to do what got you there. you got to take what's given to you and make the best of it. So other than that, uh, I look forward to the show, and hello to Purple Mafia out there. All right. Thanks, Julie. Love you. Bye. And I thank you for that call, Malcolm. Love you too, brother. Thank you for that. <laughs> also, man, lots of good, lots of good uh, points there, without a doubt. Um, where do I start? Uh, mostly the final play of the game. Shoot, yeah. I mean, there was just it. It was a play that takes too long in that situation. It was just a, a dumb choice, and Bat Khalil didn't get the job done either. He just kind of got caught sleeping. Never even really had any type of block on Dwight Freeney. It was just too little, too late, boom, and that was it. I was kind of thinking kick the field goal, but, oh, maybe we could get one more shot at it. And then it's like, oh, that's right. It takes a little while for players to get down the field to, uh, you know, get into the, get get near the end zone for any type of, like, a miracle play at the end of the game uh, before going for a, a field goal. And you just you just lose the game there. That sucks. No guarantee Mr. Blair Walsh is going to make the field goal, but that was pretty much about it right there. I, I, I think the odds of him making the field goal were probably better of scoring a touchdown in that situation anyway. Unfortunately, it's just kind of it's just kind of a bummer how things turned out there. Um, got a yeah, a lot of kind of dumb plays in the game. Yeah, the reverse to Wallace was kind of like hmm, not sure what to make of that one. It, it was like I, I suppose it kind of sort of worked earlier in the year, but it wasn't really as much of a reverse last time around. I I don't know. It, I I don't really know what to make of it. Not a good play. I agree with you there. And of course, yep. Try to kind of get with, go with what got you there. That's pretty much, pretty much about it. Uh, Vikings hoping to continue that into Chicago. I, I do expect, uh, I do expect Bridgewater to play similarly in the game. Hopefully, again, trick plays not necessary unless it's like uh, just out of nowhere in like the middle of the game. Not and a play that doesn't necessarily like possibly set up something as terrible as it did, but. I, I don't know. I mean, trick plays, I don't even know where to go with them. Some Sometimes they can be great, but a lot of times they wind up killing us, and it seems like that's pretty much been the case of the Vikings. So maybe they should just stay away from them. <laughs> great call. Malcolm, thank you very much, and welcome back to the show. Always appreciate it so very much. Uh, Gerald Sring, always appreciate his inclusion on this show big time. That's why he's got a lot of stars, gold stars and silver stars and bronze stars. He's got a trophy case over there. Uh, Mark Carlson as well. He's a, Both of these guys have been gold star of the year uh, winners. Mark, we'll start with him out of Iowa. This is uh, them responding to the newest episode uh, last week. Not, not even that long ago. He says, I listened today, the ninth, and you're right, Mr. Paladino. Online issues are where we begin to crumble. I just want to know if these guys can reduce or can't produce a minimum delay to the rush. Why are they still on the team? Why are they still starting? Also, thanks for putting together another great show. One thing I can count on <laughs> it is the truth. Dished out right here every week by the show host and Purple fans. P.S. Hope Hope you follow through and add that show statement you mentioned earlier this year. Skull Mike from Iowa, or Mark from Iowa. Wow, that didn't come out right. 
Uh, yeah, the George stories. Oh, man, I've been so busy and so... I, I, I like, forget to even, like, start to put those together. Because I'd probably put those together, like, you know, separately, like, off air. And then, oh, I'm going to enter this one today. You know, stuff like that. i got to think about doing that. It, it, it won't even take that long to do a couple of them, to be quite honest. As long as I'm sharp and not losing my mind like I am right now. <sighs> I don't really feel very sharp right now. I apologize about that. <laughs> Maybe I'm sharper than I sound. Gerald Sring saying, uh... Or sharper than I feel. Uh, you did a great job somehow talking about probably the worst game in recent memory. Yep, that was the Seattle one. I just hope a really bad week is is the major problem. Everyone was saying the Eagles gave up on the coaches on Thanksgiving and came back and shocked the world on the Patriots. Yep, and they won yesterday too, man. I can't believe the, the Eagles. I mean, I don't know. They're hanging in there, believe it or not. I uh, continues saying, Gerald, that is, says, uh, hopefully we can pull that off. Also, I don't think we can, especially on primetime. I do think, however, the 10-day break would give, give us healthy for the Bears and Giants at home. I think that would be a uh, trick backing us into the playoffs. I just think this team is still a year or two away from taking the next level. I hope, anyway. Um, yeah, I think the Vikings still have, uh, definitely still have some growth to be done with, with this team right now. I think they're still going to grow and get better. I, I do hope so, and I do believe so. I think Bridgewater's going to continue to get better. We saw what he's capable of in that Arizona game. We've seen what he's capable of in other games as well. Because, see, it's one thing when Bridgewater beat up on Detroit, and who, who was who was not as good as they've been the past few years. Like the past couple of years, their defensive line just tortured the Vikings. And uh, Atlanta used to have a good defense. They just totally suck. So when you see him beating up on... Uh, uh, Detroit and Atlanta, well, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But for him to do what he did against Arizona, put up like 335 yards against Arizona, that's really good. And and on the road, by the way, in primetime, not bad at all. So that that is a confidence builder. That ought to be the name of this episode in a way. A confidence builder, but then again, losing is, you're still coming out with a loss. That's what sucks. And so I'm not going to quite call it that, even though I'd like to. It sounds too it sounds too purple Kool-Aid-ish for me, I suppose. Uh, in-game threat, I might dig around a little bit, but uh, I was kind of cursing and swearing a bit at the end. I apologize. I get real crazy. Leland was saying, uh, ugh, well, it wasn't a blowout, and they played with a lot of heart. Yep, that's true. Dave Hickey saying, just watch Teddy give the ball game away, even though he played well. Another tough loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Hickey again continuing saying Teddy is a struggling reliever in baseball just makes bad mistakes at the wrong time in the game the Vikes seem to be on the wrong side of these games I don't think that was Teddy's fault uh, on that play it was more like the the way it was drawn up and obviously Matt Khalil not blocking Dwight Freedy worth a crap um, he took a little too long sure that's the one thing but I don't know I mean he was waiting for the play to develop plus if if a guy is in bounds, the game's over. I mean, you, if the guy was in bounds when he caught the ball, the game is over. So it'd be like another, like a, it'd be like a, a, a Marty Morningweg type of play, basically. <laughs> Even though he's a good offensive coordinator, when he was the head coach, it was just like you're watching stuff and you can't believe it. Uh, Leland saying uh, the two turnovers, well, they were driving good, just killed them. They could have. They could have, should have won this game. Yep, I still give the O-line credit. Yeah, because they, they were good except for the final play. Yep, pretty much. And the defense with all the players out. Yep, that's huge. Surprised me, but a loss is still a loss, especially that way. Dave saying uh, time for bed. Morning comes early tomorrow. Yep, and we, and we need to put an end to this losing streak. So much losing lately. The Hawks basketball team, that being the Hawkeyes, have lost by one point to number four state rival. In-state rival. Lost the Big Ten Championship game at the end. And two Viking losses in four days. This sucks. Good night. So Dave, obviously very ticked off right at that point, And I don't blame him at all. Brent saying, Brent Jacobson saying, we love it when you rant. You're being a fan. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I was flipping out. He says, I apologize for my ranting. It was the adrenaline talking. I'll be better when the show comes out. Because I was blowing up and cursing and going ape bleep. Uh, the way things just did not happen on that final drive. I, I just can't believe it. So we continue to uh, actual post-game, even though that was post-game. It was just still in that thread, so I figured to start from there. Mark from Iowa saying we, Mark Carlson, yep, saying we will never be able to fumble our way to a victory, yep, or to the playoffs. Now I like what I saw tonight. The team has a pulse again after looking like a walking dead last week versus the Seahawks. That's all about I can manage right now. Skull, Mark from Iowa, Brent saying... In year one and even year two of a drastic culture, 
and system change like the Vikings are going through. I will take some solace in moral victories. Yeah, of course, I'd, I'd much rather have have won both games than being the other. Yep. But as long as I continue to see signs of growth and improvement, I am encouraged. It seems as if mobile quarter, yep, our quarterbacks are the ones who give us the nightmares. Thankfully, Eli and Color aren't mobile quarterbacks. Rodgers, I wouldn't say, is mobile like a Russell Wilson, but he moves around enough to get guys open. I'm optimistic that with this extra time, that we should be able to make the stretch run fun and interesting. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what I'm going for right now. I think the Vikings' odds of finishing 10-6 and six are pretty high. Um, you lose either one of the Bears or Giants game, I think you're done. Barring, a, barring something really, really awesome uh, happening. Gerald String saying, I agree with both Mark and Brent. Great points. Can't turn the ball over and expect to win big games like these. For me, it was a sign of relief, a sigh of relief, that last week was just a fluke. Yep, no one in the world gave us any chance uh, with, with that list. Count, I think, four defensive starters out. Yep, Joseph Barr, Harry, and Sandejo. I'm optimistic with a 10-day break. We can win a couple home games and head into Green Bay and even the score with these guys, those guys. Gerald Stringstein forgot to mention that Teddy is a pretty good quarterback when he gets a little time. Yes, he is. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at the difference. That, that's a big deal. That is a big, big deal when, you're, when your uh, offensive line protects some things. Check into some individual visitors' posts. Da-da-da-da. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, that's all. Uh, here we go. Uh, Ali Ali was posting an article about Throwback Tuesday, and I love those. I like when he puts these out. Yep, keep posting, Ali. Thank you very much, always, for this. Uh, it says, Vikings beat Cardinals 21-14 in 2012. That was a fairly positive memory. It helped the Vikings make the postseason during that season. Brian Robinson had a big game that day, enjoying a sack <laughs> in, in the picture there. I do remember that game fairly well. I remember some of the really old ones better for some strange reason, probably because it was a more memorable season than uh, some of these years across the way. Like 2012 was memorable because of the Adrian Peterson's phenomenal season, but outside of that, Christian Ponder was the quarterback and, and Leslie Frazier was the coach. And, you know, it's just like, okay, it was nice, but it was kind of like smoke and mirrors a little bit, wasn't it? It was kind of like a bubble more than a. More than a solid, you know what I'm saying? Mark Carlson posting, uh, Thursday Night Football is on, lots of game talk. They just mentioned the game could get ugly for the Vikings. Whoa, it's already ugly. Neon Dion, enough said. Skull, purple mafia fans everywhere and never give up, Mark from Iowa. And he's posting a picture of Neon Dion. <laughs> Neon Dion Sanders, yeah. He was something, wasn't he? The son of a gun. And yeah, he's kind of crazy, isn't he? Flapping his gums, or as Mark says, flapping his ears. Looks kind of like a... <laughs> Looks like Dumbo, <laughs> right? Okay, I'm being stupid. Uh, that was the Facebook page, by the way. I didn't even, I think I mentioned it was the Facebook page, but i got to tell you how to get there. In the search bar, type in Pro Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show. And if two come up, one of them's group, one of them's a page or, or a company, whatever, click on that one, not the group one. And then click the big, big, bluish, white, whatever, like button that you see everywhere with the thumbs up. Click the like button, join the page, comment like the others have. And it'll be greatly appreciated. At Purple Mafia Show. At Purple Mafia Show. Of course, one word. No under, uh, whatever they call those things. Those underscores, whatever they call them. It is obviously, doesn't matter if it's capital or or uh, small letters. But, okay, let's get on with this. At Purple Mafia Show. Mad Martin out of Scotland saying, Just finished my Christmas shopping so I can enjoy this. If that's the right word, if I can get home and looking... No boat, four hours, four for 36 hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I'll hear you there. Yeah, but that's good to get the Christmas shopping going there. I hope I responded. Uh, Mad Martin was saying, and a Merry Christmas to you also, my friend. One of those games. Yeah, yeah, I did respond. Yep, one of those games. And we had a, and way too many of those the last few years, and that being the Seattle one. I think, yeah, 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 I did respond. I was saying Merry Christmas indeed, and I still have to shop, and I still kind of do it, don't I? Thank God for Amazon. Hee hee. Screw going to the mall, man. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I don't wanna sit in traffic for two hours just to get just to get to a, the mall and then have no place to park. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Sounds like a lot of fun. Ugh. You know, I love Christmas outside of that part of it. Yeah, that part. Yeah, I actually even like the music for all the people that don't want those don't like the music. I, I don't know. The repetitious part of it, it gets old, but. I don't know. There's nothing that wrong with it. Nothing better, though, than the Christmas trees and the lights, though. It's 
far as I'm concerned, and the, and the decorated houses. Yeah, nothing better in my opinion. But there's one final piece that's just not coming around this year, and I hate winters like this. Hate them. There's no snow. I hate this crap. I don't want to live in Seattle. If I lived in, if I wanted to live in Seattle, I would move there. I don't want to live in Seattle. Okay, I'm not done yet. <laughs> that was like almost my post post show stuff already. Tanay Brown out of New Zealand said, "Missed the game. Can't bring myself to watch it. Looking forward to listening though to the show." And that was that stupid Seattle game. Yep, totally hear you. I, I would, you know, it's kind of one of those games. If you didn't see it, don't bother. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't. Uh, you know, don't DVR. Don't even bother. Just, just, just erase it. And uh, the Arizona game. If you want to watch a very entertaining game of football that ended frustratingly, is all blankety blank. Then yeah, watch that one. Today, continuing saying that was a nice block from AP to lead to that Rudolph pass. Indeed. Today, saying I'm not going to tweet anymore. Fumble. Yep, that was one of those key fumbles there from Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was inactive on Twitter, and I really I apologize to Tanae and and uh, Mad Martin Dave uh, Dave Martin out of New out of Scotland. I apologize to you guys. I haven't been active on Twitter uh, lately, and I haven't been active on the Facebook page that much until like the end there. I, I apologize. I'm going to try my best to get maybe more and more active on there, but um, things have been things have been kind of tough for me lately. So just. Just read between the lines, I suppose. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> so, um, Dave continuing saying, in the fact that outside of those three blowout games, we've played well. We've played so well. I just don't understand those three games. Why so bad? Uh, Mad Martin was saying, as to Teddy Bridgewater, I'm happy with what I've seen so far. Would like to see more pass-heavy team rather than the run for a style. And uh, yeah, and when, yep, and that wraps up the Twitter outside of some... Um, uh, uh, a retweet by Long Way, Long Way Home Podcast. Really appreciate that. If, if you are a listener, really appreciate that. I would say don't forget to download the newest episode of Pro Mafia and iTunes. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm not following them. I'm sorry. I'm following you now. And I guess they're not following me, though. But okay. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they got mad and unfollowed me for not following back. I, I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, it is what it is. I just followed them. We'll see what happens. None of, uh, I don't think you guys want to hear about that. So I hope it snows. I don't know. I, every time I look at the forecast, and the long-term forecast, I get more and more frustrated because there's just, every time there's going to be snow and it's going to cool off, it just turns out to be 48 or 39 degrees again and, and more cold rain. Yay. You really like cold rain or would it be nice to have a little bit of snow on the ground? I don't know. For those of you that prefer the cold rain, I don't know, man. I, I I I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know. It's too. It's boring. You can't do anything with it anyway. Where are you gonna go? Bike riding or swimming in this? I don't think so. So there it is. I better shut up and start passing out some stars before I forget. Gold star. It's kind of tough. It's kind of a tough choice between two guys. The other one's gonna get a gold plated silver though. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I think this one's gold star is going to go to Gerald String and a gold-plated silver, like a really strong silver, is going to go to Malcolm. What an awesome call. And I feel bad not giving them both gold stars here. In fact, you know what? I'm going to do something real rare. I'm going to pass out two gold stars to Malcolm and Gerald. And I know I'm like overly nice when I keep doing this stuff. I keep passing out double this, double that. It's probably annoying people a little bit, but I'm going to give both of you a gold star. Uh, for this one, so I guess that frees up space for one more silver and one bronze, so I won't double up that anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I double the silvers up or the bronzes. Uh, silver Star is going to go to Dave Hickey. No, yeah, to Dave Hickey. Silver Star is going to go to Dave Hickey. Lots of comments on there, lots of passion. Bronze Star is going to go to Brent Jacobson, always calling in. Wonderful conversation. Really appreciate you. Um, awesome conversation there. Thank you again very much for your guys' inclusion. And there's there's other people that deserve a star here. And I you know I always feel bad when I don't give, give them a star. That's just kind of how I am. <laughs> so to, please don't take it personal. And you will be getting stars in the future because uh, you deserve them, all of you. I mean, basically all of you guys deserve a star at some point in time. And maybe even a gold as well. So <laughs> depending on how things go, just lots of, uh, lots of good comments. Your guys' inclusion on this show is unbelievable. You know, like Mark, how, how does he not deserve a star? Are you kidding me? And Dave Martin, how, how do they not? But it, it's just a show-by-show show type of thing and the vibe I get, I suppose. 
Again, it is nothing personal at all. Please don't be annoyed by it. <laughs> but then again, maybe you don't care at all. Who knows? <laughs> but just want to thank you guys so much for your inclusion. And I wish maybe those of you out there that pray, pray for the snow because I pray. Yeah, <laughs> pray for the snow, please. That'd be nice. Let's get some cooler weather before uh, Christmas time and some consistent cooler weather and get some snow on the ground. I would really appreciate that. We've got a couple more weeks before Christmas, so there's still a chance. Still a chance. And obviously there's January after that, so snow is coming one of these days. It did eventually come last year. It just took about two months to get here, though. So, I don't know. It's, I guess it's just a repeat of last year again. Beautiful Christmas. Fog, mud, and mist. Beautiful Christmas. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, if you live in, like, Missouri. Yay. All right, so enough of that. Thank you guys for listening. Please do tell a friend about the show would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I'm going to give a shout-out to somebody I haven't heard from in a while. Uh, she used to tweet a lot. Or, like, not a lot, but she used to tweet at least regularly, like weekly or so. Robin Sullivan, hope you're doing all right out there. Hope you're still listening to the show. God bless you, and uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you that do listen and celebrate this holiday or the others as well. Uh, thank you so much for your inclusion. And please do give a rating on iTunes if you can. would be greatly appreciated. That's simple. Um, this show is also on Double Twist. I'm probably going gonna, gonna to try to get it on Podomatic. This will probably be on Podomatic as well. That's a, minute, minute, a small little announcement here. Going to get this show on Podomatic in the next week or two. Maybe maybe right away. Maybe next episode will be on it. So little announcement there. I thought I'd figure throw that in here at the end. So God bless everybody. Go Vikings. Get that victory against the Bears.